Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Cody Jansen with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Man, oh man, what a thank you know, thank God there are emergency dental uh, locations available after shows. That's all I'm gonna. I just it's so much better, so much better. You probably don't notice, or you're thinking, no stoffer, it's never really that good. But we're we're trying, we're trying. Uh, in this hour, Mark Spector and Stu McDonald. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta in a span of 29 seconds. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. You can text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Sunday. Uh, open Monday to Saturday. On Twitter, at Oilers Now, you can reach me, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott is at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's, and Cody Jansen, who's filling in this week for Brendan and will be a big part of the show in August. Uh, helping us out, you can reach Cody at Janner31 underscore. Without further ado, to our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We will tell you that uh, Mark Spector's appearances on Oilers Now are presented, as always, by the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing, live racing Fridays and Sundays, 6.15 post time, out at Century Mile. Now, I heard there's a rumor that a guy connected to Redlands Ranch has got some big-time horses coming down the pipe in the next couple of years. I have to keep an eye on that. I might know that guy. Uh, so, post-time, 6.15. Van attendance is welcome out at Century Mile. And you can also watch and wager at HBIbet.com. We bring aboard Mark Spector. Spec, how are you doing? Good, Bobby, and you're right. Wilhawks is the best beef jerker you ever had. And going to the races is a damn good time. So There you go. Are you, are you, you're out of breath. Are you, are you, which is very rare. Are you golfing again? Well, I'd like to play a little nine holes on Friday if a guy doesn't, if that's okay with you, Bob. I uh, mean, it's now, the off-season and all. Oh, now, the only way I can do it is if I have a couple sodas early. 
and then I chill out after. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, Bob, you should seek counseling. If you need to drink to golf, that's a, I'd say you're verging on problem territory. Mark, you're being judgmental. I need to, (laughs) I need to drink and the people I need to golf with need to drink so they can put up with me golfing. Yeah, I get that part of it. Okay, there you go. Hey, uh, look, just before, uh, and Robin Brownlee uh, uh, notified me of this, and so that's a good touch. Um, the Dick Dillman Award was uh, was uh, named uh, today. It is something that was put out, uh, voted upon by the Professional Hockey Writers Association, organization that you are a part of. Frank Cervelli tweeting this out, Robin as well. The Canes, the Oilers, the Pens, and the Minnesota Wild, the winners of the 2021 Dick Dillman Award for PR Excellence. Uh, so, from the Oilers, that involves Tim Shipton, as well as Jamie Cartmel, who was a terrific addition to the team this year, Sean May, and Kate Doyle. And uh, it might not seem like a big deal for the fans listening to the show, but it is a big deal that the Oilers ended up being uh, voted the top uh, media PR department for the Canadian division, Mark. Yeah, it is for sure. You know what? And, and I'm in on those discussions with, with uh, I'm among the people who votes in the Dillman. And this year was very difficult because, I'll be honest, Bob, I barely dealt with any PR staffs outside the Canadian division. You know, I did the odd story around the league, but not until playoffs. We'd already done the voting. So it's a huge feather in the orders uh, in, in Jamie Cartmel's cap. And, you know, Sean May's been at this a long time. Uh, and this was a different year. Like, it's not normal PR where they open the room and we all come in and get our work done. You know, they had to read. Everything was a Zoom call. Everything was an arrangement. I'm phoning Jamie every second day saying, can I get this guy on the phone? Can I have that guy on the phone? It is a really difficult year to be a, a media relations team. And the fact that the Oilers win this award this year, it's, you know, it speaks for itself. They did a hell of a good job. I was uh, happy to work with them this year, Bob. Mark, uh, we had you on Tuesday. You had your golf tournament on Wednesday. That was free agency day. The Oilers made the trade early uh, involving Ethan Bear uh, in getting Warren Fogle in return. Hyman came. That was sort of the worst-kept secret in town. Uh, Tyson Berry re-signed Cody Ceci. Your overall assessment of the body of work by Oilers GM Ken Holland. Well, my assessment is this. I'm, I'm happy to see, forget the names of the players for just a second. I'm happy to see a team that went from 25th to 12th to 11th in the NHL standings and doesn't sit there and say, well, we're good. You know, we, we are improving. We'll stay the course. We won't change anything. I like a team that says, you know what? We're better, but we got to change some stuff. We got We're not there yet. We need some change. So sure, Larson forced their hand. I understand that, but they went out, had some cap space, and they're doing their best they can with it. So we can quibble, Bob, over this guy or that guy's term, or is Cody Cece going to be the you know that shutdown guy? We can talk about that. It's fair. But I do like the fact that Ken Holland said, hey, we got work to do here. Being 11th place isn't close to good enough. we got to take some steps, and that's what he's trying to do, Bob. Yeah, I don't think that Cody Cece's a shutdown guy. I just think the Oilers are going to build a different type of defense, and I realize most fans have Nurse with Barry and uh, Keith with Cece to start, and I'm here to tell you right now by the 40-game mark, I could see Evan Bouchard really pushing to play top four minutes because that's the kind of belief I have in Evan Bouchard as a player. I would have played him more last year if it was me. I neglected to mention the addition of Derek Ryan as a third-line center as well. Do you think they have a deeper set of forwards? Uh, sorry, I missed you. You just went out on me the last part of that. What were your last five words? Uh, do you think the Oilers have a deeper set of forwards? Yes. 
Absolutely, they do. You know, Derek Ryan is, he's a poor man's third-line center. He does everything you want. He's a good face-off man. He's a good penalty killer. I guess what I'd say to you, Bob, is he going to put, you know, is he going to help your third line be really productive offensively? You know, there's been a time in his career when he's had some production, but I would say to you probably not. That's why he came at, oh, there's so many sellers, I forget his. 1.25 times two. Okay, so he's a buck and a quarter. You don't get 50-point third-line centers for a buck and a quarter, right? That's how it works. Right. So I like Derek Ryan, though. I think that's the kind of player you can use. He's a responsible, good player. And and Fogley's, uh gives you some size, and, you know, and, and third-line skill off the left side of that line. So, yes, I like what they're doing. Yes, they could probably find one more guy. Or, you tell me, Bob, do you, do you say, I think Tyler Benson can be our guy on left wing, and we don't need another left wing. You know, what do you think Ken Holland's thinking right now? If I'm Ken, I'm, I'm you know, sure Benson for fourth-line left wing, and if I am spending any more money, it's on a left defenseman. And there's only a couple guys left out there, and I don't think they're going to be able to afford Ryan Murray. Um, you know, I wonder about Cuckoo. Uh you know, is he, is he, I mean, he's bigger than, uh, he's bigger than Chris Russell. Like if Russell's your number seven and Cuckoo's your sixth playing with Bouchard, I think that would be okay. I could probably, but I don't want to spend more than a billion bucks on that number six D mark. No, you can't. And don't, I mean, there will be Slater Cuckoo or guys just like him. There's plenty of guys out there still that will fill your third line or your third pairing left spot place. And, you know, it's kind of third and a half because I don't think like, – I like a defense where Chris Russell is my number seven, Bob. Because yep. guys get hurt and he can play both sides. And I like Chris Russell, you know, at his price point now. He's a good he's guy. Even, good guy. Well, he's a good player, good guy. Fill in on either side in a lot of different places. So he's a, he's a utility defenseman. If he's your seven, you're really good. But I'm going to say this. He's also going to play 45 games this year. So if you bring a guy in as your third – let's say your third period left defenseman here, and you might say, I don't know if I want this guy for 82 games. Well, you're not getting him for 82 games. You know, he's going to play some. He's going to take some nights off. So, listen, you don't get to have six top-pairing defensemen on your team, Bob. You know, good teams find – like, I thought Cuckoo was pretty good here last year and, and then, other than getting hurt. So you find a guy like that. Is it Kulikov, Bob? Well, he signed. He signed. Well, he, he got two. Uh, Minnesota signed him two million bucks times oh, two. Excuse me, I missed that. Yeah, two too million. many signings. Yeah. So there's there's still some guys out there, and you know what? It's in one hand, it's not the most important position. It's your it's your sixth defenseman. But on the other hand, if you get a good guy, you're gonna look back halfway through the year and say, hey, that was a smart signing. Mark, we'd be remiss without talking about Ethan Bear. Uh, and my. And my for me, the moment that I I loved it when he squared up and fought Kachuk. I thought that was awesome. I mean, he had such a good year in 1920. He had a difficult injury plagued year this year. Got off to a slow start. Um, you got to give to get, and the reality is, and, and people get this like the the Barry CC Larson camps all the same agency. So Larson elects his prerogative to start fresh. We get that. We understand that. If you have a, a family trauma like that that exists after a 30-hour flight coming at Edmonton and your father dies on you, maybe it makes sense that the mother's not really excited to come back and revisit that experience. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I think we all get that. Not to mention that when he first came here, the trade was one, for, right? There were, there in terms of, what, and, and maybe he didn't hear it, but you know the family hears it. Uh, so, all that being said, uh, you know, that agency had Larson. They also had uh, 
Barry. By the way, what did you think Clive of Barry? What, what did you think of Barry at 4.5? And what did you think of CC at 3.25? Well, I saw a tweet by Chris Johnston this morning about the top. I think he had the top seven or eight EVs among defensemen in the league. Tyson Barry wasn't anywhere close to it. Uh, you know, you're getting Tyson Barry as a leading scorer among NHL defensemen. And you're not giving him a bunch of terms. Three years is just fine at his age. And you're only giving him four and a half. I think that's a brilliant contract for the Oilers. Okay. Right? He's a guy that's happy here, wants to play here, and he's not breaking the bank. It doesn't even start with five. He led the league in scoring among defensemen. Like That gets you five million right out the door in a normal economy. So that's a, I think that's a very team-friendly contract, Bob. Cody Ceci. We're going to see. So here's what I think about Cody Ceci. This is a problem with all the guys. And let's talk about Barry. Ceci had a terrible year when he went to Toronto. But the problem is there's so much focus on you when you play for the Leafs, right? Barry had a terrible year in Toronto, too, by his own admission. What happened? He left Toronto, came to Edmonton. He's a pretty, you know, a valuable, good player. Ceci leaves Toronto. He goes to Pittsburgh. I'm not saying he's out of the spotlight, Bob. But he's not playing for the Leafs. He has a much better year. And now Edmonton gets a guy who's got his confidence back, and I think he's ready to be a pretty good player. I've got to watch him play more. You know, I saw him play for the Leafs a lot. I didn't see him play for Pittsburgh nearly as much last year. Right. So I reserve a little judgment. I'll say that to you. But looking at the market, looking at the guys that were out there, looking at what Ken Holland had to do in that second uh, pairing right spot, he needed a guy that can play some defense. I think CeCe can. So, you know, I'm not going to pronounce it a great victory at this moment. Let's watch him play and see. But I get what they're trying to do. And losing Larson... Put him in a tough spot, and this is how he's trying to dig out of it. See, she's not a bad player. All right, your thoughts on Bear's departure? Well, it's always tough. Uh, listen, there's two things with Bear. One thing is the hockey player. You know, you got to build a team, and you got to break some omelets, man. Or break some eggs to make an omelet. You know, they have a defense that's too small. When they side Barry on the right side, they have a defense that's too small and not rough enough, not big enough, and Ethan Bear immediately becomes expendable. That's just how you build a hockey team. So that's A. B, you know, you drafted this kid, you developed this kid, and I'm not going to mince words here. He's an indigenous guy from Western Canada that has a huge fan base. You know, whoever's in charge of selling jerseys and, and who's ever in charge of goodwill in the community with the Oilers, that was a real gut punch for them. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a guy you treat lightly because, A, he's a good player, but, B, he's a huge example for a demographic that, you know, there's a big indigenous demographic in northern Alberta that loved Ethan Bear. Our friend Jack Cookson, go ask him how the jersey did with that awesome Cree nameplate. Yeah. The one that uh, he gave us for our auction is still online, by the way, for our tournament. He said that thing sells through the roof. It's the number one, like, I mean, look, McDavid's McDavid, and it's at a different yeah. price point. Sure. But, but the reality is I believe that's the number one selling jersey they have in terms okay. of on mass. Right. Let me get this out. I'm never going to say to you, Bob, keep a player on your team because of where he was born or the color of his skin or whatever his stake. I'm never going to say that. Yeah. you got to be a good player and you got to make my team. But he was a good player, right? He is a good player. He's a good player. And you're switching him out for something else and you do lose everything we're talking about. And, you know, if you're, if you're the New York Rangers, it's not that big a deal. When you're the Edmonton Oilers, it's a much bigger deal, and I'm sure that trade was not made without a lot of forethought and angst on the part of the Oilers. It's a, and I'm just going to throw something back the other way. So he goes to Carolina. Carolina also took Anthony D'Angelo. 
and took a, took a chance on Anthony. And there's a lot of people that don't like a lot of things about Anthony D'Angelo. And Carolina's a team that's turned some cultural issues. Well, I mean, Dougie Hamilton, I, I don't know. Let's just say they they got the most out of Dougie Hamilton. And, they're, you know, two organizations already moved on from Dougie Hamilton, despite the fact that he's obviously a gifted player. <clears throat> I, I, I've talked to people that are fans of this team over the last 48 hours, and they're like, you know what, Stoff? I, I know that D'Angelo's only a million bucks and had like a 60-point season in the NHL a couple of years ago. I'd rather have Tyson Berry at three times $4.5 million out of principle than take a chance at now than Anthony D'Angelo. There's others that sit there and say, no, you know what? We can work with that. We can make the person better. You know what I mean? And he's going to grow up from the experience that he had in New York. These are all factors that managers have to think about, aren't they, Mark? Well, they are. And, and listen, I think Anthony D'Angelo... There's been a lot of a lot more. Let's compare him to Melu in uh, Montreal. You know, who two of the kids' credit didn't want to get drafted, right? Right. Didn't want to get drafted. Thought to himself, I shouldn't be drafted. I need time. The Montreal Canadiens made my in my opinion a, a stupid, selfish move and put the kid through more than he needed to be through, frankly. But having said that, uh, D'Angelo made a bunch of dumb decisions and said some stupid things, and there's no getting around that. He's had some time to figure it out. I think that every one of us who has made a mistake, and I've made plenty, he deserves a second chance somewhere. He needs to keep his head on straight and not go out there on social media and be an idiot. And if he does that, there's probably a good player there. He's kind of paid some penance here, you know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. He's been through a lot. It's time to see if he's ready for a second chance. I'm not going to say the kid never gets to play again, Bob. I don't think you'd say that either. He's had a long year. It was very unceremoniously dumped by the Rangers. And he's going to get another shot, and let's hope he handles it well. Yeah. Uh, one final one for you, Mark. Goaltending. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion. Uh, Edmonton's goaltending spec finished seventh in the league last year in save percentage. People forget that. I think Koskinen's better than he showed. He finished at like 900, 899 last year. Come on, man. He had to start 12 of the first 13 games after playing four games in 300 days. 
right? Okay, I'm on the other side of this coin, but keep going. Go, no, you can. No, you know what? Fans have to listen to me every day. This is your window. Go for it. <laughs> well, I think we learned something about numbers. I was talking to, to Chris Johnston uh, this morning, and he was talking about how Jack Campbell had better numbers than Carey Price in that series that Toronto lost to the Habs. And and I said to him, that's funny, because the Edmonton Oilers played the Winnipeg Jets in the first round, and they had the puck, you know, 56% of the time, and they had way more shots on goal, and they had way more scoring chances, and they won all the analytics, and they got swept in four. So, sure, Bob, I, I can go on natural stats trick, too, and I can see that at all strengths, the Edmonton Oilers tandem last year had a, I think it's 9-10, uh, the seventh-ranked save percentage in the National Hockey League. Most of the time, you should say, well, how, why do we need to improve on that? But I'm here to tell you, there's zero trust in Koskinen. If Mike Smith goes down, we all know, right, to the last fan, that Mikko Koskinen can't give you three weeks of hockey. We know that. And it's a, it's a it's a guy that if you think you're going to do some winning, he can't be suiting up for you one other. Mark, what I would am I res- my okay? A couple things. Mike Smith got outplayed by Connor Hellebuck, who had a nine. 50 heater. He went on a 9.50 heater against the Edmonton Oilers and then was sub 8.80 against the Montreal Canadiens the next series. That, those things happen. Number two, they. what I'm saying is, like some people said, well, they should just trade him for Corpus Salo and the cap space. You can make... What do you think of Corpus Salo? Like, do you like? Is there? I, I don't know. I, some people say they should do that, I'm, and of course, in, in that scenario, the Columbus Blue Jackets would want the Oilers to add an asset like a Samarukov or a yep. second, third round pick. That would be the requirement in that scenario. In a heartbeat, Bob. I think that you know we always talk about players that need a fresh start. Yes. I think even even to an extent, Ethan Bear is going to be a better player in his really? new place. I do. You know, he's had some issues with coming to camp fit. Right? Okay. One year he did, he was great. The other two years he did, and he wasn't so great. It's going to make him grow up. And part of growing up, the second deal, or the first trade a guy has, he always grows up. And that's going to help Ethan, and I wish him luck. I want to say this. Miko Koskinen has no – he's a nice guy and all those things, Bob. He's got no currency left here. He's got no currency with the paying customer. He's got no currency left with his teammates. I'm telling you, those guys are looking at that glove hand every day and saying, not good enough. Right. So he's a he can be a backup in the league. He's a million point two five backup in the NHL, but not in Edmonton. All he right. cannot be the goalie here, Bob. Cannot be the goalie here. And again, they still have their first-round pick. We'll see what happens during the course of the year. Uh, I think the hope is they're deeper at forward. They're going to be different on defense. Uh, the manager wasn't prepared to stand pat and goaltending. I get it. it. It was a concern last year for everybody. Smith excelled, was top seven in the league. Yeah. And I totally understand the perspective. But I, what I'm saying is you don't trade him just to trade him just to get him out of here. That's what I'm saying. Well, not, not until you got another guy. It's going to be a tougher year. Whoever backs up Mike Smith is going to have be leaned on more this year. Than and, last and the travel is going to be different too, Mark. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's going to be more travel. There's not three games in one town anymore. So a, a backup this year is imperative. And right now, Ken Holland's shopping list is not ticked, uh, ticked off in that box, my friend. Mark, uh, one more show before we take a bit of a hiatus. Uh, we'll have you join us Well, one more week, Tuesday and Friday next week. Uh, thanks for taking time to join us in Oilers now. All right, Bobby, have a great weekend, everybody. There you go. That's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. A reminder, Century Mile, Fridays and 
Sunday, 6.15 p.m. is post time out at Century Mile. Uh, full fan attendance. You can also watch and wager online at hbibet.com. When we come back, a very abbreviated version of the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. This is Oilers Now. I'm just going to throw this out there right here, right now, 127 in Edmonton. Zach Cassian. Do not be surprised if he starts the season in the Oilers' top six to start the year. Okay? And maybe Yamamoto, as an example, plays a little further down on a line with Fogel. Just just food for thought in that regard. Uh, you get Zach re-engaged that way. You get a bigger body. He feels more a part of things. Just, just keep that in mind. Here's what we're going to do at 127. We are going to go to the Oilers Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, in my opinion, last 35 years, best player produced at the University of Alberta, multiple-time CFL All-Star with uh, the EE football team. Trent Brown and uh, James Brown, Jim Brown, want you to stay safe and stay positive during these challenging times. We hit on it briefly before, but we're getting more texts that maybe missed the first half hour of the show. Just uh, regarding Oscar Kleffbaum and how much cap space the Oilers have, the plan, I believe, would be for the team to go into LTIR prior to the start of the season, which means Edmonton would basically be at about $85.5 bucks. The uh, cap is at 81.5. They would have one of either Broberg or Holloway on the opening day roster in order to capture uh, performance bonuses that would go into the LTR that's deployed. As of right now, we do not have a salary for Fogel or Yamamoto. They both are restricted free agents. Yamamoto does not have arbitration rights. Fogel does. It's my belief that the team is considering adding another defenseman, maybe a left shot, and the Oilers are also looking to have a little bit of uh, a cushion, maybe about a million bucks. Um, we'll see how that ultimately comes to fruition. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. Okay, this one comes in. Only Oilers fans, a text on the Ashley Fine Flores text line, only Oilers fans could see Ken Holland sign the highest scoring defenseman in the league, bring in a bonafide top four D and Keith, increase our forward depth greatly, and still find a way to complain. These bets may not turn out, but that does not make them bad bets at this time. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back from the Oilers organization, Stu McDonald, Edmonton Oilers Chief Commercial Officer. It is 1.30. Here's Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.